Welcome to Letters to Men, the podcast that explores the masculine genius. I'm here sitting in the Langer man cave here, um, waiting for Chloe to get out of the bathroom so we can start this podcast. Oh, but it looks like she's out and heading right down here right now. So we'll get on with the show. So welcome to Letters to Men, exploring <laughs> the masculine genius. <laughs> Joseph is the first man on my podcast, and so he is put it on himself to take it over. We're sitting here in the Langer man cave. Which is not referring to that, because yes, I spend more That's time in the I basement than you, and so technically, <laughs> that's not true. It's been way more time down here than you. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's set up like a man cave, so I'll just call it a man cave. It has a TV and a couch. Yes. Those aren't, like, gender-specific. Like, men and women can both sit on couches and watch TV. True. <laughs> but it's a very masculine space. <laughs> it's because... It's because we haven't hung, hung any pictures on the wall. We have. It's a big light up K State sign. <laughs> okay, maybe if I that screams man cave. <laughs> anyway, today Joseph and I are doing a podcast episode together. Turn on no, this man cave sign. oh my god! <laughs> All right, much better. <laughs> today, Joseph and I are recording a podcast. Um, that I haven't even decided what it'll be. A letter to the woman who blank. A letter to the woman after her first year of marriage. Um, but we just wanted... The first letter to men. No. <laughs> we just wanted to come on and have a podcast episode just talking about our first year of marriage. Our first year anniversary is Sunday. So two, three days away. So I just figured like a podcast would be just like a really good way to come on and chat about what this first year of marriage has been like for us. And kind of answer two questions that um, listeners and readers from the podcast and the blog kind of have sent to us. So just to tackle those and just kind of just to generally talk about marriage. All right. Want me to dive in and ask you the first question? <laughs> As a side tab, like when I'm interviewing women, I always like, all right, let's just dive right in. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that because you haven't <laughs> listened to a podcast episode of my podcast in September. I have. September. <laughs> I just listened to them as you're recording them, or you just talked about them uh, as you record <laughs> them. So I get the whole thing just by based on conversation. That's true. So I don't even need the podcast. I guess you get like the more, like you get the personal, like yeah. just recorded for you, like conversation kind of topic. Okay. But yes, let's dive right in. All right, let's dive right in. The first question <laughs> is from Christy. She asks, I think sharing your story in a podcast would be adorable too. She stated that. <laughs> oh, okay. But very good, like, in, in fleck. In, sure, I wouldn't in, use the word adorable, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a feminine word, and this is a feminine podcast. <laughs> okay. You're not going to have any other guys come on this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Joseph, you can come on this podcast, and then more guys will look like, I can open the door to, like, interviewing other guys to talk about subjects, and then we use words like adorable, so I feel like it's just, like. Maybe if I, like, say, don't worry, we record in a man cave, and they'll be fine. 
<laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll just do, like, a general, like, overview of, like, our story of, like, how we met and dated. And, like, there's snippets of this throughout the podcast, like, series and on my blog. There's quite a bit of it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just, like, a general overview. So, there's a very long version of this story, which we won't tell tonight because you'll want to get through the end of the podcast. But, yeah, so we'll and that would be a whole podcast. Right. In itself. Yes. So, we'll just give you, like, the highs of kind of just our relationship and how we met and dated and got engaged okay you start you tell the short version my mine is the long version you have the short version the last time i told the pretty long version you did yeah um so i guess we uh met in stockton kansas um i was um going on college week for uh kind of a summer mission experience called prayer in action Mm -hmm. um and chloe was on staff for the summer for that retreat um and college week was the first week of that retreat for the summer um all the rest of the weeks were for high school students but they opened the first week up just for college students and that's really the first time we met actually the first time we saw each other he forgot i he doesn't remember remember he he doesn't remember me Uh, but it was late. But yeah, we met in the parking lot. Like it was he a came- parking lot. I came at like midnight. Um, I was coming from a wedding um, in Lawrence, Ironically. and so it was like I don't know a six hour drive or something. Yeah. And so I got there at like midnight, and um, I was just ready to go to sleep. Um, and I knew just one of the guys right that was there helped me. <laughs> yep. But I remember her from the next day. Um, yes. We wake up and go to our first work site and. Well, first we couldn't find our work site. No. But I remember Chloe's little Matrix driving around. We were driving. <laughs> I was driving, I think, and she was driving. Yep. And we went to, like, the wrong house twice. Yep. But really the first time I really interacted with her was with a lawnmower. <laughs> um, so we had been mowing the grass at this house, and it was time to put the lawnmower away. Chloe couldn't figure out how to turn off the lawnmower. In my defense, <laughs> it was broken. <laughs> and I came to you and I thought, he's an engineer. He'll fix this for you me. You didn't know that? Yes, I did. How do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> wow, you're I already stalking non- <laughs> me. <laughs> I asked a non-engineer about it first. And we couldn't figure it out together. So I was like, I'll just ask an engineer. So that's when I came and asked you. But in also my defense, it wasn't like I couldn't turn the lawnmower on. It was like I couldn't get the lawnmower to turn off. <laughs> right. So it like the the handle that you squeeze um, to like turn it on, usually like how most lawnmowers uh, work, that was like bypassed. Mm-hmm. And so you had to turn it off manually by the throttle. So it wasn't it wasn't her fault. Mostly yeah. it was just uh, <laughs> they bypass the safety feature of the lawnmower sorry so that was a good first impression <laughs> so i came and rescued her from the lawnmower that <laughs> yeah and then we just chatted and kind of got to know each other that day and then the next day i gave a talk um that summer i gave the talk on relationships and chastity and talked about how i'd never dated anybody before just kind of shared like how i had worked like through that and and falling in more in love with God and realizing like what the what authentic love was and like how not dating had made me realize the importance of like a really good authentic healthy relationship. So yeah, that's I think where or like I shared a lot of just like my past and like in terms of relationships or like lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking to myself, um, like while she was giving this talk um, and saying these things that like I couldn't believe that um, the guy hadn't. Um, 
asked her out before she hadn't been on a date before um because everything i knew about her was you know really good and she was here this summer like to serve others um and so like i just kind of wanted to get to know her better Mm -hmm. um another thing there was a girl on um my group that week also um tracy tebow who, (laughs) who was like the whole week talking about this cello <laughs> and, and she like almost like all the time i just heard her talking about cello and then i'm like who is cello <laughs> and it turned out uh, she was talking about chloe's and so i don't know there were just like a lot of like little things that just like kept bringing you up over the summer like or over that week mm-hmm. and i don't know by the by the time i went home i just kind of wanted to get to know you better so then we got to know each other more over the summer. And then mm-hmm. you asked me out the night of my birthday. Yep. Um, which was very sweet. And then we went out on our first date. Right when week, you got back. The weekend after I got back into town after the summer mission trip was done. Mm-hmm. I guess this is kind of going a little bit forward. Um, but one thing that I had like always um, told myself or that I'd been thinking a lot right before like our first date was that like, I really wanted to be intentional about this relationship, whatever may happen. Um, and I'd recently read or listened to something. Um, someone said about like all relationships end in either um, marriage or a breakup. And I just, you know, wanted if it was going to end in breakup i wanted that to you know basically happen as soon as possible so that way we wouldn't like string each other along right um if at any point i didn't see it ending up in marriage i wanted to basically break our relationship Mm -hmm. up so that way like we're basically doing the best to um get each other to heaven at that point right right and that's like the i mean that's the way this sermon's supposed to work anyway too like you're supposed to like making choices and being like authentic and and intentional with that too so yeah there was like multiple times during our relationship where like there was like define the relationship like after three dates like you're really intentional and just like hey like i really enjoy spending time with you i just want to be really intentional with how you know i see us as a couple as a couple and you know if we need to be your girlfriend and and like i think just like the way that you handled that after three dates, like it didn't, like I didn't wander around like wondering where to plant my heart for months and months and like trying mm-hmm. to figure out like how to introduce you to anyone or anything like that. So I really appreciated that too. Yeah. So then we just started, you know, continue to date through the summer and that fall. And then we went on vacation with your family in January of that year, of the next year. And had like, it got to the point where like we were planning our lives around each other or like we were wanting to plan our lives around each other. Grad school, like, should I, should I go to grad school? Should what grad school would I go to? Should that even be something I'm considering to like big job offers and like state out of state moves and stuff like that? So at that point, we had like another define the relationship talk where it was like, okay, like if this is like legitimate and this is what we're discerning and we want to get married, then like what's that general timeline look like? It just, you know, put us on the same page. We're both making life decisions around each other right and it just like helped like clear everything up what we had already been basically doing and then at that point we were like yeah we you know we could definitely see ourselves getting married and and what does the steps look like to discern that right and i had talked to 
her spiritual director mm-hmm. a couple of months before that. Actually, maybe less than that. I think it was around Thanksgiving time. Great. Um, about just like kind of like the timeline of what um, engagement would look like. Yep. Um, and like how that would like end in marriage. And so um, I kind of already had it in my mind, you know, how long, you know, we'd want to be engaged. It would have to be at least six this months month. yeah, um, the for the church um, for an engagement. And so based on that, um, if we were going to make decisions around each other, um, around when we both were graduating, mm-hmm. um, it made sense to get engaged at least six months right before, before graduation. our graduation. So basically I told her, you know, um, I would expect to be engaged by the summer. Right. Or in the summer sometime. Yep. Um, but I'd heard her like favorite place in the world that she'd been to was, um, big, big Ben national park. She went there the year before on kind of a spring break mission trip. Mm -hmm. And she was planning to go that year again. Um, so I asked if um, she would mind if I, you know, tagged along on that trip. And, um, when she said it, that she'd like me to come along and I got signed up, I started basically planning um, to propose to her on that trip. I cleared her with the priest that was leading the retreat mm-hmm. and um, kind of planned an engagement there on the top of the mountain in yeah. Big Bend National Park. Which is so good. Yeah. Just like, just like incredible intentionality, like everything, like from like asking, like little things like asking, Hey, like, I know this is like a spring break trip. You've gone on. Would it be okay if I came? Just super intentional. I was really impressed and grateful. So yeah, that's us. And then we got Mm -hmm. married a year ago. Mm -hmm. It's a 10 month engagement. So that was really good. I think that was like a really good amount of time to not stress out over wedding planning, but also not make like rushed decisions or anything like that. So that was really good. We still had plenty of stress during the wedding planning. We did. Um, Mostly there were, I think there were maybe two or three instances where we both got really stressed. Yeah. And we decided just to kind of, you know, call it quits, not doing yeah. more wedding planning for the rest of the week or whatever. Yeah. Just so we could, you know, recompose ourselves and get in the right place for it. Right. Because there's the, the main, like, goal of, I think, our engagement was we wanted to spend, like, as much time preparing for our wedding as we did for our marriage. Or, like, have those be really equal. And so, yeah, having like the freedom to be able to be like, no, this is too stressed. I'm thinking about this too much. I'm worried about this. And this isn't like good for us was really good because then I was able to, to, in those moments of stress to just be like, okay, let's take a step back from it. The wedding's a day. The marriage is a lifetime, like kind of thing. So that was really good. Um, I guess that flows pretty well into the next question. Katrina asks, what did you do during your time as a dating or engaged couple that you think set you up well for marriage? What else do you wish you'd done or known before getting married? I think there was like a lot of things that we did during our like time as a dating engaged couple. Um, like they really helped us focus on intentionality. I think like the biggest thing that like was a help to this was the fact that we were long distance. We lived an hour away from each other. So we saw each other on the weekends so that when we did have time together, we made sure to like talk about what we really intentional subjects. We wanted to get to know each other and wanted to use that time well. So I think that was like a really big help in in that intentionality but for couples who are like oh you know i'd like to implement these and i don't really want to move an hour away from the person i'm dating <laughs> there are more practical tips <laughs> i don't know really if good. i would necessarily recommend <laughs> yes. moving away on purpose no <laughs> but it, 
it worked out well for us, I think. Yeah, very much so. A few other things that we did was just um, kind of like read books together. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we went to a class on love and responsibility, um, JP2's book. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of dug in um, to what he taught in there. And that was really good. It gave us a lot of good conversation yeah. um, topics. It ultimately led to us entrusting our relationship right. mm-hmm. to JP2. Yeah, picking him as our patron saint, which happened like really early on, which I think was really good. Mm-hmm. Just like being able to look to him as like, okay, I know this is what he writes about authentic love, or this is what how he understood like love as a decision or willing the good of the other. And I think that was really helpful for sure. So yeah, those are the more practical things. I think in terms of things that I wish that I would have done differently before we got married, I think that after we had our conversation in January about getting married and and how that was, we were discerning that path and that was looking like what the reality was going to be. I think that after that point, it was really easy for me to just like, um, mentally like be like, Oh, I wish that I wasn't just dating you. I wish I was engaged or when we were engaged, like, Oh, I wish we just weren't engaged. I wish we were married. Like to the point where I'd be like, who cares about this wedding? Especially during those stressful times. Like who cares about the wedding? Who cares about the you know table decorations or whatever? Like, I just, I want to elope. Let's just elope. Let's just get out of here and get married. <laughs> so I think if there's something that I wish that I would have done differently, it would just been like be, being able to be more intentional about being present and like where we were at in our relationships. So I think that's my big thing that I would have done different. Victoria asks, what's the hardest adjustment that you had to make during your first year of marriage and how did you navigate it together? Mm -hmm. I think my biggest adjustment or the hardest adjustment um, was figuring out um, which side of the bed (laughs) that uh, we need to sleep on. Um, Because none of you know this. um, I would share this with you before. (laughs) No, she hasn't. Um, Chloe steals the sheets but <laughs> only if she's sitting on or sleeping on one side of the bed if right. it's on the if she sleeps on the right hand side of the bed yep. she like pulls all the sheets to her way <laughs> but we found out that if she's on the left side of the bed she just gives me all the extra sheets <laughs> and just pushes them my way and so she'll like pull them off of herself and then realize what i'm doing right and stop stealing the sheets from myself yeah. It took us some, like, trial and error. <laughs> We're like, oh, it doesn't matter what side of the bed we sleep on. It turns out it does matter, actually. So, yeah, that was a hard adjustment. We navigated that one together pretty well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, like, other adjustments were, like, um, like planning our schedules together. And, like, for me, coming from, like, being single my almost my entire college career and all through high school, um, it was really easy for me to dive into like getting to heart to hearts with women and getting to know them better, especially after we moved to Kansas city. And like, there was just building community that be like that stage of our friendships. And so I think it was really easy. Oh, like completely like unintentionally just be like, Oh, of course I'd love to do this. Oh, you know, I'd love to go get coffee with, you know, this like sister in Christ, like on this day or night or evening. And just like the adjustment that it took to be like, I, I can't do that anymore. And not because those things aren't good, but because like I have to prioritize our time together, our sacrament. So I think that was the biggest adjustment that I've had to go through. Yeah. I think another big one for me um, was um, budgeting mm. um, because I never really um, had a budget or stuck to a budget before. I just made sure that I never, you know, spent more in a month that I made and that was good enough for me. Right. Um, 
but when we start looking at like goals that we want um, to have, um, like um, right now we're saving up for a house, mm-hmm. um, like these goals that we saw in the future, we wanted to kind of be able to um, plan for these. And so I really got on board after reading um, Dave Ramsey's Total mm-hmm. Money Makeover. Yep. And then after that, we um, started a monthly budget based on how much money we make and then give basically every um, dollar that we, that we make kind of a, a role in our budget. Right. And so we're, we can see all the money we're making and all the money that's coming out and can allocate certain amounts towards savings mm-hmm. or different goals. And also just kind of our normal monthly spending. I had grown up with a budget system since I was really little. And so like, navigating just like how how is our budget gonna look like i don't want to you know take complete control over this i want this to be something that we do together and like how to introduce that into kind of our lives and then too like again like how to take two people into consideration like there have been so many times where like we walk through hobby lobby and i'm like look at all these beautiful things if i had the budget myself i would buy everything here so it's really a good idea (laughs) or else chloe buy the whole hobby lobby store and yeah. buy Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. There have been so many times when you do the budget where we're like, oh, all the food budget's getting kind of tight. Oh, it's because Chloe went to Dunkin' Donuts too many times. So, yeah, there have been, like, times where I think, yeah. And it's just, like, an adjustment of, like, realizing how, like, um, I'm selfish. Like, I, I like to pick me, uh, like, over us. They're like, it's my default to pick me. So, I think that's been, like, a good, like, a good adjustment. It's, like, weeded out a lot of, of mm-hmm. selfishness. Emily asks more like again a more like practical one how do we decide what to make for dinner together so this one's pretty easy yeah we use a meal plan called emails um so every week we just get a basically seven recipes emailed to us mm-hmm. and um we go grocery shopping for some or all of those seven recipes depending on you know how many times we're going to be at home for dinner that week right and uh Whoever gets home first basically just chooses one of the recipes, yeah. um, mostly based on what is thought out. <laughs> or what could be made in like the shortest amount of time. <laughs> like, right. I'm really hungry. What can I make in 30 minutes versus an hour? Yeah. And just like, yeah, I think that like shared responsibility has been really good too, where it's like, yeah, you know, we have a list to choose from, which was something that I was worried about when we first started like planning what our life would look like when we got married because it was like how are we gonna plan a meal i don't really want to spend you know all day on pinterest like looking for recipes i mean i do but not like looking for recipes and planning like stuff out like that and so i think emails has been like a huge help in like making that decision like so much more like cut and clear like you you have one out of seven options to pick from so that's really good right and it's also helped a lot with our budget yes yeah um, because it it makes us stick to a shopping list when we go to the store right so we don't buy a bunch of stuff we won't actually use or don't need. Right, right. I think if we didn't have emails, like our car would be full of like frozen pizzas and um, like Dr. Pepper. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, this is highly recommended. If you ever just like, you have a struggle picking, even like as a single person too. Like if I had, you know, lived out on my own before I got married, I think that I would have wanted something like this. So yeah, highly recommended. Okay, next question is from Annie. What was the greatest thing you learned about each other through your first marriage? Uh, okay, I think it's supposed to say through your first year of marriage or the greatest thing you learned about God. I think for me, like the way that we dated and and kind of navigated our engagement was really intentional. And so there wasn't something where I was like, oh, I didn't know that about you until we got married. 
So I think like one of the greatest things that I've learned about you is just like how good it is to be like on your team through ups and downs and tougher and good time. I mean, everything we signed up for when we got married. But I think that that's been like really beautiful, like how much I trust you and like how much I like I trust your leadership on a team. Yeah, I was, I'll, I'll go, I'll answer the second part of that question. The greatest thing um, I learned about God, I think was just um, kind of his love for mm-hmm. us. Um, just knowing the love that Chloe and I have for each other. And I know that God's love is infinitely more than that. And that just kind of like blows my mind. Um, just trying to fathom yeah. how much God truly loves us. Yeah, like just thinking like if what we have for the two of us is like so good and beautiful, like how much more good and beautiful he is. Yeah. Amy asks, what's your favorite thing to do together? I don't know if there's like one specific thing Yeah. that like is my favorite thing um, to do. I think it's just like any little thing that we like do together, um, just like quality time spent together, um, whether that be just cooking together or... Um, going exploring on adventures, um, <laughs> playing guitar together, whatever it might be. Um, really, any time that I get to spend with Chloe is my favorite time together. There was a time when we were dating where we had a day that we just like knocked out a to-do list together on the weekend. Like, went to the hardware store, did some grocery shopping, saw some friends, and I remember like thinking like, "Oh, this is going to be so beautiful!" Like, if this is what married life is like, and I think that's been like, yeah, one of the. Yeah, favorite parts to together is just being married to you. Yeah. So this is not a question that anyone asked. <laughs> this is a question from Chloe <laughs> that I thought would be okay, like... Okay, <laughs> I'll ask you oh, your question. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. What have we done to build up our marriage in this first year? I think... So there's been, like, a lot of things that we've done. Like, even, like, little things like... Okay, so, like, we started off our year, like, consecrating ourselves to Mary. Or start off our marriage. Like, we consecrated ourselves to Mary. Or we, like, renewed our consecration at our on our wedding day in our in our wedding mass and so i think like things like making lit resolutions to pray every night like the first year of our marriage or like going on retreats together like going on the living and love retreat yeah i really like that one like i don't know like right. especially so early in our marriage um a lot of the couples there even mentioned that they wish they had gone yeah you know early on in their marriage because it was really good because it was a lot of practical yeah um yeah, you know things you can do every day um, to you know show your love to your spouse. Yes, and uh, I don't know, it's just really good things to do every day. So. Yeah, so yeah, so that was really good. Yeah, prayer lives and like a lot of honest, really like good conversation, like being able to be like vulnerable with each other. It's easy to kind of not think that you need things to dig into your marriage the first year because you're like, ah, it's the first year. What can go wrong in the first year? really invest in like mostly like keeping Christ at the center, like investing in our relationship with him together has been really good. Do you want to answer the same question that I answer all the way, ask all the women when they come on? What's that? Well, I'd have to like tweak it because it's super feminine. Like how is being married helped you like realize and live out your masculinity more? I would say it um, helps me like, you know, love, Chloe, like Christ loved the church. Um, like, and that it gives me like that, like, like a, a route to like get closer to Christ, mm-hmm. like by like serving someone else. Um, which has actually helped me out tremendously too. 
like it's it's one of those things that like um yeah i mean it brings me closer to christ through chloe it brings her closer to christ through me and so i don't know just that like complementary aspect of marriage um like it's like give and take thank you joseph for your time tonight (laughs) we now have to go back (laughs) we now have to go back to the uh theme song for the letters to men letters to men exploring the masculine genius exploring the masculine genius Thanks for listening to the episode. If you would like to learn more about Letters to Women and my podcast, as well as my blog, you can visit us at www.oldfashionedgirlblog.com. There you'll be able to find show notes for this week's episode, which I'll link to a blog that Joseph and I used to write at back when we were dating, if you'd like to, to peek through what it was like to be in our relationship back then. And that's all I have for this episode. So until next time, be not afraid.